Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Chirodeep Chaudhary with us on Audio Gyan. In the last two decades, he has worn multiple hats, from being an author, a journalist, to being a photographer. Chirodeep's works largely documents the urban landscape and he's often been referred to as the chronicler of Bombay. During his career he has produced diverse documents of his home city in the range of projects documenting its architectural and social landscape. I stumbled upon him and his work first time at Joint Paper Plane session in Mumbai. Uh, we'll try and document today Chirodeep's philosophy and importance of having story behind every photograph. So thank you Shirodeep for giving your time and it's pleasure, a real pleasure. yeah it's a real uh, honor to have you on audio thank again. you so much cool so yeah as i mentioned uh, like i wanted to just um, understand your philosophy and um, primarily the photography angle uh, of your work um, and i've yeah come up with few questions so let's see uh, sure what, sure yeah. <laughs> um so what aspect according to you um, is like one needs to follow or understand or observe uh, for following a particular photographer uh, so to basically to understand his thought process and how do you so this is what we were speaking offline as well right so there are these artists where you follow a particular artist you uh, follow his work his or her work over a period of uh, years uh, same happens with musicians with directors film sure. directors sure. so as a photographer if i am interested in photography and i want to follow a particular photographer so what's the thread one can follow and uh, can like how do you perceive also like a photograph without any context so uh you know it's uh, i i'm not sure if there is there is one one definitive way of doing this okay. yeah so multiple for instance for instance like uh, you know your question kind of took me back to a many years to kind of when i was starting out in photography which essentially what it means is like i mean you know you had no context right i mean you just had a had an interest in photography you had a desire to become a photographer however idiotic it may have sounded then uh, but i remember kind of stumbling upon a copy of life magazine okay uh, a magazine that i had never heard of i'd never seen obviously and the first thing that it did for me and i'm saying this on hindsight is that i think it had me mesmerized there were you know there were photographs there which kind of drew me in i think simply on its aesthetic power okay so i'm assuming that's the first thing that happens to people okay you probably have never heard of any of those names as to who are these photographers okay so you will not be able to recognize work or anything okay uh, you're just responding to the image in the beginning uh, and then i think what what started happening in my case is i started going back to flora fountain you know those pavement book stalls that we had in bombay in those days and trying to hunt out more magazines and i kept finding more magazines in those days you know you could find lots of old issues of life magazine and i think a, a sort of an education began and that education really was so you're suddenly saying oh you know i for instance say i remember finding uh, an issue which was like a special issue like say 
say 50 years of life magazine or whatever okay and so suddenly you are seeing work there okay which is obviously not contemporary work but you are seeing work uh, you know you say oh okay there was something called as a daguerreotype okay uh, you know you you read the caption you know you send a few pages later you are uh, hearing about somebody who's you're, you're reading about somebody who's uh, probably uh, you know somebody like say Katia Bresso who's talking about say street photography okay he send you send his, now suddenly in that one issue okay i'm i suddenly say spot four or five images which have now caught my attention hmm. okay now out of these four or five now i might say okay now i'm going to be chasing those names hmm. okay now i'm chasing when i'm looking for other issues of the magazine or i'm finding other books now i'm saying oh katia bresso is a name now that's context hmm. right now i'm looking and i think your education really begins there okay and i'm saying in, a, in an informed because there is no formal education here mm-hmm. right so it's not that i'm going to college and they're teaching me how to see photograph mm-hmm. i'm kind of teaching myself i'm kind of looking at a katia bresso photo and i'm teaching myself okay this is a way of seeing this is how bresso saw mm-hmm. you know i'm beginning to read about bresso Okay, I'm just as much as I'm beginning to kind of say, read about other photographers. And slowly, I think the context, so you are beginning to realize why is say a Katia Bresso's work different from say, a Walker Evans's work and why is Walker Evans different from say, a W. Gene Smith and things like that. But I'm saying this is, this is, I think a slow, this is a slow process, right? Mm. Like any education, this is a slow process. Mm. Uh, and I think it really comes down to how immersive mm. you, be, you, how immersed you get in this process of, of educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you, if you are, if you are not a dedicated student, I mean, obviously your education will lack, mm. you know what I'm saying? Correct. So if you are really going deep, you know, uh, then I guess there is a certain kind of education that you are giving yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to keep it flippant and stuff, then obviously you're not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, for you, then it kind of just say sticks to pure aesthetic appreciation alone and nothing more, mm-hmm. you know. But I think also what happens is I think slowly in the process, and and this is also about not just about seeing photographs, but also about reading. And by reading, what I'm saying here is it's about not just, say, picking up a book on, like, say, a monograph on the work of a photographer, but also about reading about his work, mm. which other people have written about, you know, academ- academic books. I mean, what, whatever, I mean, criticism, all kinds. Because slowly you start, it starts... Uh, Understanding the thought process of that. Exactly. You know, his worldview. And I think eventually that's what kind of those become the parameters that are kind of distinguishing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like, you know, the way like say Eugene Smith saw the world, I mean, you know, his angst, his whatever, I mean, you know, about the world and things like that led him to doing a certain kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like say the country doctor, 
uh, nurse midwife, the Pittsburgh project, all of it, I mean, is something which, say, for instance, Bresso wouldn't have been doing. Mm. Okay, or Eugene Smith is not going to be wandering around with a camera around India the way, say, Bresso was doing. Mm. You know, they're chasing two different things. Their worldviews are different. And I think you slowly will start realizing that. Because otherwise, net-net, say, when I'm opening that issue of 50 years of photography, I'm reacting to everything at an aesthetic level and saying, Arey, wow, they're all nice. Mm. I'm not making a distinction beyond that. Mm. You know, the worldview is not kind of coming across to me immediately. Mm. You know, so I think this is the way that it really works. I mm. mean, uh, you know, similar thing happened uh, when I was working on my book, Village in Bengal. Uh, you know, I I had very little notion of what rural Bengal was. Uh, and I remember starting to watch Shotujit Rai's uh, Pothir Panchali and then beginning to read around you mm. know, so which kind of informed me about Ray, about his cinema, about, you know, the way he saw the world, about his typography, about various other things around about him. But the interesting thing that it also did was it took me to the work of Hitchcock. It took me to the work of Kurosawa. And the education suddenly kind of Correct. broadened. Yeah. You started to kind of realize, okay, what's the difference in the way Kurosawa saw the world and what's the difference in the way Hitchcock saw the, Hitchcock yeah. saw the world and the way Ray saw the world. Or Godard for them. Exactly, yeah. right? I mean, they were, I think, in generally compassionate towards the world. I mean, you know, they had a, you know, I think ideologically they all may have been of a similar kind, but I think they, the aesthetic parameters kind of then you started to, mm. you know, mm. To, to look at and now beginning to distinguish one from the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so I think this is a slow process. I mean, okay. uh, you know, and in many ways, I don't think it's very different vis-a-vis -vis like any of the other arts, you mm -hmm. know, uh, like say you were talking about music. I mean, mm -hmm. you were talking about films. I mean, I think all of these, uh, I think coupled with all of this is also, I think, our sense of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I I would react to a Ray or I would react to, say, a Godad or whatever. I mean, depending on my own sensibilities as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it is completely off, Correct. then I may not react to that. I may react to something else. Yeah. Or know? just the visual appeal. Or just that. the visual, mm -hmm. you know. So, so I think that these are, these are slow processes. Mm -hmm. But in many ways, I think similar across the board with most arts. Mm -hmm. you know, so. so, if I can add to that and you can correct me. So, mm -hmm. uh, I completely get where you're coming from and because that's the way even audio and artists have been evolving. Right. I'm just reaching out to someone and then they interview, they mentioning someone and then you keep digging deeper into finding more people as well. So is this a good start uh, that I look at a photograph uh, without any context because I'm a layman um, and see it could be a very aesthetically good looking photo but a very regular photo like just a like two two crows there, right? Or in your case, like the the two dogs are sitting there. So that's it. So if you look at it, it's visually good, but it's a very basic thing, right? As a layman, as a layman, right? Now I read the uh, description which you have given there, or maybe just the title. And if the title says friends, or freedom, or whatever, 
then is that a good starting point for me to understand that what freedom means to you it could be as trivial as two uh similar looking dog sitting as opposed to like whatever like i don't know it's it's just a so uh so you know i you know one of the one of the uh things that i keep noticing nowadays in in a lot of photography is that also i think there is a uh, there is a lot of pressure to be very profound you know what i'm saying okay. one doesn't need to be i'm saying like you know there there could be an occasion where you are you are just confronted by maybe a kind of genuinely kind of lovely scene and maybe you just want to photograph it for the sake of it being lovely i mean do you know what i'm saying nice, nice. i don't see that there is a problem in it necessarily I so, don't think uh, I need to infuse any amount of profundity to it. So, I mean, subtext or anything else. There need not be, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, now, if it kind of is coming through in an organic manner, then sure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But mm. I think there need not be a pressure mm. that, uh, you know, there are, for instance, certain Instagram handles that I look at. Uh, you know, for instance, the kind of just plain and simple uh, you know very well shot photographs i mean mm. thing the problem is that instagram has too many of these you know handles where all that there is is a pretty picture and nothing more mm. okay uh, so so i think it really needs to be a combination of of two things mm. but at the same time i don't think i should put any pressure on myself to say ki you know i have shot a picture of two dogs you know uh, sitting on marine drive maybe called up as mirror images of each other now kind of do i need to or or say maybe not called up as mirror images but as opposites do i need to have a caption like saying yin yang mm-hmm. i mean why do i need to do that do you know <laughs> what i mean i mean let it be just a pretty picture of you know and maybe people will find their own mm. uh, thing to it i mean mm. you know some people may like it some people may not like it maybe if i'm saying yin yang maybe now certain other people start uh, attaching a certain value to it and now like it i'm saying those are you know again i think it would really depend on the photographer as to how he wants to put his work out there you know Mm. I I kind of personally I'm not a very big fan of uh you know this sort of unnecessary profoundness mm. you know uh, I would much rather uh try and you know arrive at some genuine story gradually you know by keep digging keep digging okay. you know rather than do this sort of you know, <laughs> superficial mm-hmm. now the point was actually to just start associating because mm. uh one of my friends is a like a amateur painter right and uh, for me whatever work he does is like really nice so he paints something and in the initial days when i was even like learning or understanding mm. uh i just asked him ki ye painting kya hai iska matlab kya hai right mm. and he said boss matlab bitla mat puch right mm. is it okay Correct. looking mm. would you like to have it in your house mm. that's about it it's like mm. it's a nice composition like good colors mm. but if you're really interested then you get into the details of it ki kya so, uska so so i think you know 
not everyone is supposed to understand right yeah i'm saying it doesn't matter if you you know i mean we don't have to make sense of everything in the world i mean mm. you know i mean it could be that you know i'm i'm probably a little stupid mm. on occasions mm. you know what i mean maybe there are certain things which i'm not understanding which mm. i think is fair enough okay. i mean you know uh i mean i don't think i need to kind of flagellate myself because i didn't understand somebody mm. or i don't think that you know the artist needs to call me names and say are you don't understand this i mean you know mm. useless i mean i don't think that is needed either i mean mm. you know i mean uh and having said that i think we must also realize that the business that we are in is is a business of communication mm. okay uh so now i'm saying at the end of the day that's my goal mm. right uh now whether i'm trying to communicate something profound whether it's something very straightforward do i need is it something which requires excessive effort on my side to make the point is it a point that is getting made very simply i mean these are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so these i think i mean is can be left to the photographer mm-hmm. and i'm saying as an audience i think one one uh, i think will be able to judge the success of the photographer's work in a certain way mm. you know um, and having said that i mean i think in a, like in any communication it's a two way thing it's not mm. that because i didn't get it that the photographer doesn't know his job mm. you know it's not that either mm. you know so so i think it's a two way process i mean and i think i think we should kind of uh, not pressurize ourselves yeah, in kind of trying to you know uh, but this is a very common thing that i keep seeing uh, mm-hmm. you know there's an interesting thing that happened there's a there's a facebook page that i keep seeing called uh, some street it's a street photography collective uh, and they come up with i think whatever it is monthly or jo bhi they they have a theme okay like the last one that i was seeing was eye contact i mean you know or something could be like you know like say freedom or whatever mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. some word like that and the the photographers who are part of that group start putting in photographs that they think communicate that that word mm. okay so if it's freedom then you know what uh, what do you think how you perceive freedom how i perceive freedom could your picture be like you know one white pigeon flying in you know <laughs> is it that i mean you know my thing could be something else i mean who knows i'm just saying no you see something like that i mean there are obviously there are some which are very very well done very smart and you know things like whereas there are others which are like really trite you know and you say oh my god i mean you know you know like saying i mean you know that that freedom mein to like you know do do safed kabutar you know mm. i mean say like god i mean give me a break mm. so you see this is what i'm trying to say uh, no need to so i think obviously we have to be aware of you know what's a smart way of doing things you know uh do i obviously always need to state it mm. you know maybe sometimes i don't and by not doing people get it they don't get it i mean you know so. i think one this could be one of the reasons like a lot of paintings the, the painters itself say untitled yeah just leave it <laughs> whatever <laughs> cool 
So coming to the hmm. photography side of it, hmm. uh, as in like the this was like from a mainly man's perspective. This is uh, towards the photography. So in one of your interviews, you have given a tip: uh, uh, understand why you are shooting. Right? That was the quote. Uh, and so, does it always have to be like that then? And um, sometimes you shoot and then build a story. Sometimes you have a story and then you shoot. So if you can just. uh explain that uh, part of it and also if if we can take the bombay clock project example mm. to illustrate your thought process uh you know the bombay clocks i i'm not sure if that would be the right uh example i'll tell you why because you know it was one of the first projects that i ever started okay so if i tell people that you know i had an idea in my head and i started i think i would be like through my teeth <laughs> you know because i had no idea what i was doing hmm. you know and it's taken me 23 years and i'm still looking and i'm still finding clocks hmm. okay uh, so i think there are various ways i mean like for instance uh, say you know this is this is my way of working and i'm not saying that this has to be everybody's way of working or whatever i'm saying this is what works for me uh this is what has given me results it's it's kind of uh i'm comfortable with this which is i very rarely uh you know start shooting something uh if i don't have a sort of clear idea in my head okay uh now for for instance like let's let's look at a project like say commuters okay uh now commuters i mean is you know is, i mean if you see the book hmm. okay which is a tiny 4 inch by 6 inch book commuters i mean it's really like a collection of about 99 mugshots of people of strange ordinary looking men okay these and the way the project really came about was one was trying to grapple with the question how does one photograph a city okay what what would be the kind of things that you would want wanted to kind of touch upon and you know one of those because i mean all cities are complex right mm. i mean so uh, so i remember at one point telling myself you know one of the aspects of bombay as a city is work okay so this needs to be communicated somehow in the picture and i remember at one point kind of probably very lazy weeks of lazy thinking and you're saying oh does it need to be pictures of people at work mm-hmm. you know uh and then you're telling yourself but w- what does people at work mean i mean you know my my neighbor is going to work i mean you know he comes down the staircase with his briefcase and he's going to work i mean so do you photograph that or do you photograph coli woman kind of carrying basket of fish what w- what is it that you're photographing i mean you know is it like a film shooting in progress or is it like a cameraman specifically so so is his work showing different activities is that interesting now ye karte karte i remember landing up this book at home which was sebastio salgado's book called workers it's a path breaking project iconic work of photography i think what it told me is that uh if you want to photograph work as an activity that's what it really should be that's the benchmark 
okay so what i was thinking is not good enough hmm. so it went out i'm saying it's also important to know what is not a good idea hmm. right so i think it for instance told me ki no no this is not going to work bad idea chuck it move on keep thinking more various things happening uh, i remember a friend of mine myself we kind of had traveled to cambodia i was very interested to see s21 uh, in cambodia which is you know this uh, which is this government school building where a lot of uh, people had been tortured during the the rule of the khmer uh, guys uh, it's 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 quite a, a shocking place to be in because you know you go you walk from one room to the other mm. and it's just wall after wall after wall just plastered with black and white mug shots of all the people or of many of the people who had been held there and then tortured and eventually murdered mm. okay what that told me suddenly because i was also grappling with the idea then i suddenly got very interested in the idea of the mug shot mm. okay and suddenly here i am in this room faced with photographs which are essentially mug shots and it kind of suddenly told me that mug shots can hold your attention okay uh because i'm not just looking at it as an aesthetic anymore but as in what is that mug shot communicating mm. you know what i'm talking about so uh so similarly i mean various things are churning in the head mm. okay uh, various other things happening i'm not going into all that but uh and then one fine day i'm in the train uh i was on a on a two year break at that point and i had just started i'd resumed work again and i was back to being a commuter and there i am in the train and really like you know like a bolt out of the blue you're saying oh my god but you know all these people sitting around me these are my subjects i mean you know uh and the train compartment suddenly became the stage because it's the greatest stage in bombay where the drama of its daily life gets played out right yeah uh and suddenly you're saying each of these faces each of these people is a tiny part of the bombay city story right so i'm saying it's a philosophical way of looking at it hmm. and uh and so so that's how the was the beginning of the project so thing is one hadn't started shooting but one had been thinking about this for almost a year hmm. okay then you for a couple of weeks you started taking baby steps you started taking pictures you know and you are trying to form the project okay so you're saying okay uh, i'm going to so i'm sitting here this guy has come and he sat in front of me let me try and do a mug shot of him you're slowly beginning to figure what could be the problem hmm. would he would he notice you and would he say hey, boss shoot nahi karne ka hmm. is light a problem in a moving train is it a problem uh you suddenly start realizing other problems right you know most people you know wear light colored shirts and they're dark skin is there a technical problem that you will face while you're shooting mm. you know of exposure so it took me about i think 15 days 3 weeks or maybe a month where i'm trying out various things okay what should the frame be if i'm doing mug shots theek hai mug shots in cambodia at s21 is one thing but here is it working mm. so i remember in those that one month 
I must have done some 20 30 pictures made prints trying out various things to see is it going anywhere and then i think i eventually figured like okay i think this is the way to go go mm. about it mm. so i think one is always uh, one is carrying an idea in one's head mm. okay this idea of how do i photograph a city is something that one has been grappling with for many 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 years Hmm. Okay, while doing other projects, you know, while conversing with friends who are probably dealing with it in their own way as a writer, as a painter, as God knows, a poet or whatever, so you are also dealing with it. Hmm. But maybe the trigger, trigger is that before that, not happened to you. You know, maybe something was a trigger today, and you start thinking about it, and the idea starts working. Hmm. Like for instance. you know if i hadn't resumed my job i don't think i would have been a commuter then mm. you know so maybe that was the trigger but you see you were working on this for one one and a half years in your mind you were carrying this problem okay it's also like a it's always is an exercise in problem solving mm. right so you're saying how do i solve this problem now there are various ways in which this problem can be tackled mm. I'm saying this is the this is the the way that I chose it. Correct. So what was interesting was that you know when three years later when it was being exhibited, I started discovering photographers around the world, some very well known names, some names whom I didn't I'd never heard of, uh, some, and there in the middle of it all was was Chirodeep. there's there's been a tradition of photographing commuters mm. you know uh so without knowing each other i mean somebody in new york somebody in paris somebody in in tokyo i mean so i have about i think about eight or nine of these books at home which is on the theme of commuters mm. and it's fascinating to see how in some way our approaches and that's why i'm saying without knowing each other correct uh are similar or are dissimilar you know the reasons of why we were photographing like you know walker evans was photographing commuters in the new york subway for a different reason than say chirodeep was the way uh you know this guy was photographing uh commuters in the tokyo subway all kind of crushed to the glass window panes and stuff was very different you know but we were all photographing our commutes mm. in the city mm. you know so i think uh, i think it becomes important to at least have some focus mm. as to what are you chasing and you know it might be a matter of time before you actually hit on mm. the the trigger yeah the trigger and you know like for instance you know one of the things that i am doing now is i am photographing uh, abandoned helmets on the streets of bombay hmm. okay uh, i have a basic thought about why these helmets interest me okay uh, but i'm not sure uh, i've done about i think about close to about 50 pictures which have sort of made the final cut as of now i have a basic thought about why this project is is growing in me right now you know why you know for instance uh helmetless travel or you know the condition of roads road safety these are things 
which I think concerned me or have bothered me for a couple of years now. Okay. Now, whether the abandoned helmets is the way to kind of look at those concerns, I'm not sure as of now. Mm. It's seeming right now. Mm. Tomorrow, it may not. Six months later, it may not. Mm. You know, but I'm saying this is a process. This is you know. Uh, so, I remember uh, when like I was in college or maybe just pass out of the college and right. uh, National Geographic had put out a... Uh, photography competition and uh, what does that yellow rectangle mean to you mm. right so what does not even rectangle it was mm. just what does yellow mean to you mm. and uh, I had like I've been thinking about this for some time it was like a tight deadline obviously I had like mm. FM10 that time Nikon ka basic mm. and I started shooting uh, everything yellow and then I there's a pattern which emerged and I found out that hey all yellow is public Mm. Right, so your number plates, uh, yellow are public. Right, your phone booth, STD, ISD things are yellow, mm. and those are public. Uh, your rickshaws are yellow, and so on and so forth. And then I just shot some fifty yellow mm. things, and right. uh, yeah, and and you just send it. And mm. I think uh, obviously it was nowhere. I'm sure it must be nowhere in the at least a crore entries also uh, in terms of uh, the. Mm output which I had created but the first one who won uh, also had the same theme um, mm. it was public because this guy was uh, it was very well shot it was blur mm. uh, the guy was jumping into a metro mm. uh, and the metro had everything yellow around it okay. so I assume mm. that metro is a, again a public, public way of transport right. So, right. so yeah there are mm. these dots when you connect back correct, and then correct. there are you know, yeah. and I'm saying you know these are I mean, you know, again, I mean, one, I think has to understand that this is a process. I mean, uh, you know, I I can tell you like, oh, you know, I started shooting the helmets today. Mm. But, but I know for a fact that, you know, the germ of the idea is many, many years back. Mm. You know, like, I mean, you know, for instance, I know when I first started noticing the helmets. Mm. Okay. I mean, I've kind of written about it uh as as part of that project i mean which is when i saw you know an accident on the eastern express highway and somebody kind of you know took the helmet off that guy's head and he kept it on the side of the highway you know and then for almost the next maybe two weeks every time that i was in an auto going by i would see the helmet kind of sitting there on on the side of the road you know obviously at that point I was doing nothing about it, mm. you know. But the trigger happened now. So. <laughs> cool. um, so, if we can also pick up the Imperial Towers mm. uh, project. So, how sure. does how did that story begin in your head? Or, uh, yeah, if you you have already touched upon it, but if you want to summarize, or uh, like, does the story retrofit in it? Or so sometimes, you yeah. know, but but I'm saying it's rare. In my case, it's it's rare. Mm. Uh, meaning, you know, I might, uh, you know, no, funny. But sorry, sorry mm. to interrupt. No but, uh, there could be thousand ways. Achha, that's what you said, that this is my way of expressing it. In a way, but also the point is that I've probably been thinking about, you know, I've probably also eliminated other options. I mean, you know, mm. and in the process of elimination, in the process of trial and error, okay, you are 
trying to you know make your way to the meaty part you know what i'm saying mm. so you know one of the reasons why i like to work in this very slow sort of way mm. is because you know in this sort of ye jaldi jaldi mein i i don't think i can reach the meaty part mm-hmm. you know so so i think i like to keep burrowing in slowly mm. you know uh so i'm always working on like say three four things mm. at least in my head mm. okay uh like for instance i remember there was suddenly a period about 10 15 days when i was photographing these helmets like nobody's business mm. you know so from like about i think 12 or 13 images it straight went to 40 mm. you know meaning it was fabulously productive and fertile period right uh now it's been about i think close to about a month and a half that i have not photographed any mm-hmm. okay i haven't even been spotting them i mean forget photographing them you know mm-hmm. so the thing is but now there is something else uh, another project which was parallelly going on which has suddenly taken over my mind so so i'm saying these are things that you're doing simultaneously i don't think you forget any or maybe you know so but i then like, how do you bring closure because because it's a endless journey i would like to quote a so cliche, uh, uh, so so i think uh, you know one of the things about uh, closure uh, so for instance i mean uh, i think one is i think you intuitively know when it's when when it's over okay one is that i mean i don't want to sound vague and all but i'm saying it is a slightly intuitive thing uh it also i think depends on the kind of project that you're doing like say for instance if i'm looking at something like say a village in bengal which which had a kind of more linear sort of narrative which is the story of my ancestral village as opposed to say a collection of photographs of coin operated pay phones okay or different views of the imperial tower from different parts of the city which is then as you said it's open ended yeah. right i mean then why are you stopping at 50 why not take it to 55 or why didn't you stop at 45 i mean sure you know uh so which is where i think also the whole editing thing is coming in so you say okay chalo okay i think i have been looking at helmets now chalo for 3 saal se shoot kar raha hu ab chalo i think it's over okay and i also do my edits like uh on a regular basis so it's not that i'm accumulating images and then saying okay chalo ab baithte hain edit karne hmm. it is not that so if i've shot a picture today i'm already beginning to think okay where is it going hmm. if there are already 40 images i've i saw a picture on my way here and i'm saying if i'm shooting it i'm already telling myself where does it fit in hmm. so i think this is a constant process uh so i think uh and again i'm saying you know because we are talking communication therefore you are also thinking audience you are also thinking viewer so you are constantly thinking am i testing the patience of the viewer hmm. okay i might say chirodeep you are damn good there are 50 photos you have produced am i testing the patience of my audience is this an idea which requires 30 pictures hmm. you know what i'm saying so so mm-hmm. i think that's a balance it's a constant tug of war which you are doing trying to say okay is it time to now end it 
at the same time is one shouldn't only be thinking audience because you might say no 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 i think there's still some work needs to be done mm. so i'm saying it's a very fine you know these are these are these are signals which you have to be kind of very sharp to be able to pick up <laughs> you know uh it's very easy to get self indulgent okay. uh, you know one also i think needs to be able to say okay you know like the clocks project you know one of my worries is i think it's over mm. you know i think i've gone deep down into the reserves of patience in doing it 23 years mm. okay my little fear is that when the show happens when the book happens which is hopefully in the coming year uh that somebody will stand up and say boss you forgot one more clock you missed one clock or something like that you know i have now come to terms and i'm telling myself okay maaf karo ek miss ho gaya can't help it 23 years i have looked if i haven't found you too bad mm-hmm. you know so i think there are various ways in which you you decide when do i stop an idea mm. you know but i think at the end of the day you look at the work and you say do you really think it's over i mean mm-hmm. you know so do you think the audience would be happy <laughs> you know or satisfied that it's over or or whatever you know mm-hmm. so yeah. so good that you brought patience uh, as a keyword into because that's my last and concluding question as well and before that i want to just uh, highlight one one cliche dialogue which i've heard in one of the films ki जब सोच गहरी हो तो फैसले कमजोर हो जाते हैं राइट at least my understanding from a or my exposure towards patience in photography is when it comes to say wildlife photography you say exactly. I was just about to say so you see the thing is people i think usually use that as an analogy which is hmm. i think a good analogy right hmm. i mean which is also easy analogy which is like saying oh you know the guy has been sitting on a machan for like 4 hours waiting for you know a tiger to come and you know drink water or whatever <laughs> uh which which requires obviously tremendous patience and all that uh but i think all photography requires patience uh it's just uh, difficult this to quantify for instance and and again like i'm saying it's it's a relative sort of thing right i'm standing outside uh at at a at a street corner and i'm telling myself okay you know this i'm waiting for a certain picture okay i want uh like a simple the guys say smoking and a uh, aeroplane is passing from yeah. exactly i mean maybe that's what i'm waiting for you know now maybe i know ki like agar aap subah 9 baje agar aap khade hoge yahan pe hmm. let's assume that there are more flights at that time hmm. okay uh maybe you are aware that this guy comes and waits here for an auto at this time mm. now if you know all this maybe your wait is not going to be too much but i'm saying you have been chasing this idea in your head for a while now that is patience as well it doesn't necessarily have to mean oh are you standing on the side of the road for one hour You know But what then, what is the difference between staging it? You can stage it as well, right? Well, I mean, so I I guess it depends on what you are trying to do, right? I mean, 
I'm saying I wouldn't stage an image if it becomes misrepresentation. Mm. Okay? Like I'm saying, say if if you are not a smoker and I make you stand and I say, okay, stand here and smoke. Am I making a, am I using you just as a model? In which case it's fine. Or am I trying to make a point about some, you know, so I think. Uh, but the, do, does that happen at that nuanced level that the, yes, he's not an actor or she's not an actor, but. Uh, well, you know, see, the thing is, when I'm doing street foot, when somebody's shooting on the street, hmm. you don't want to kind of generally mess around, right? I mean, uh, now, sure, you could probably, if you're, say, doing a portrait of a shopkeeper or something, let's assume, hmm. you're telling him, you're telling him, that's okay. I mean, in a way, you know, but you're not saying that this guy doesn't have an interesting face. Let me get the next shopkeeper to come and sit in his. Then I th- that's a little silly is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You know, I think those are extreme. <laughs> you know, we don't need to go <laughs> to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, patience, I'll tell you, in, in case of my work, uh, I also don't want to fetishize it uh, by saying that, you know, I like to do these very long projects. You know, it's one of those those terms which get thrown about a lot these days in photography, which is long-term project. Mm. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean that if you are engaging with something for a very long time, that it necessarily will be good. Mm. Okay. Uh, just as much as it doesn't mean that because you're shooting something for two days, that you're not doing it well. Mm. It's neither of these, right? I'm saying, and I'm saying, and this is coming from the fact that say as a photojournalist, very often I would be sent on an assignment. Let's assume, say I've been sent to photograph the Pushkar Mela and I've been told teen din ka assignment. Mm. I have to produce a good story in three days. Mm. I don't have to dedicate my life to photographing Pushkar Mela. Right? And then do it well. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, you know, so it kind of in many ways links to your earlier for earlier question. Do you need to know things? Mm. What is it that you need to know? You need to do some amount of basic study about what you're going to shoot. Now, say if it is my own project, then I can take it, take my research to whatever absurd level I want to, right? Mm. I mean, but if I'm being commissioned to photograph something, then I do my research so that in three days, I'm able to pull the job out from there, right? Uh, so I think patience is an important uh, factor for all photography. The kind of work that I like to do uh, on my own, uh, I usually start from a point where I'm telling myself, boss, you don't know anything about this subject. Hmm. So which then means that everything is a learning, learning, right? And that learning, when you think, ki, I, I don't think I can absorb anything else about the subject or my interest is waning or maybe I know enough or this is the limit of what I want to know. Mm. That's when you kind of, you know, probably start calling an end to the project. I mean, it's also, and I think that is what kind of requires the patience, Mm. right? Because otherwise, how do you, how do you do these projects, right? Mm. Like for instance, today when I look at the list of 80 buildings of clocks, I say, well, you know, in a way I could have no, but finished then it in can, a month. Correct. correct. You know, yeah. But the thing is, 
there was no list no one knew about these buildings okay so the list that you see no, now but you dedicate say 6 months or a quarter and yeah. just say that i'm just going to from sayan to kolaba end i'm just going to roam around one one street one day so now that's what i'm saying so i think you know uh, and i think this is the beauty of a project like this i remember when you know in 1996 when i started doing it and in 99 when this work was for shown i had about some 16 17 pictures which were shown i thought that was the project right because how do you know that there are more than 16 buildings there was no way of knowing okay uh you didn't think that there is so much to know about it you didn't think it's something to talk about also. exactly right <laughs> i mean you thought ki you know you are a young guy you are in a hurry for most things in your life at that point you say chalo one project down mm. you know ek aur ek utar diya chalo abhi <laughs> now the thing is but then you start discovering now you could very easily say ha chalo bas ho gaya mm. exhibition ho gaya chhod do now let's keep moving you know but you know i don't think i kind of have that bone in me which say chalo let's drop it and move mm. you know i like to linger on things mm. you know uh I'm a I'm a collector in many ways, you mm-hmm. know. Like I collect Gandhi figurines. I mean, I collect clocks, public clocks. I collect, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I think it's also that collector instinct, you know. Dunte jao, dunte jao. Be on a hunt, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, be it helmets, be it clocks, mm-hmm. be it uh, Gandhi figurines. <laughs> so I think that's the patience. I think you know. Uh, I like to believe it's a. it's a natural trait in me i can't help it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, definitely yeah i think i'm done with uh, obviously this like lot more to be uh, understood about photography also and uh, yeah i'm planning to do a series of uh, episodes with few other photographers as well uh, but yeah i'm i'm thinking of having this common question in the end to everyone is that uh, with with instagram with three cameras and the phone with like mobile phones going heavily on cameras like have you been pondering about what's the future like and of photography is it going to be uh profound uh, every image has to be profound is it going to be just time uh, pass uh, you know uh of course i mean i think photography has seen this sort of kind of this tremendous shift okay now you know i think that there there is a there is a philosophical way of looking at it and i think there is you know a, a sort of more rational way of look i think couple of things i mean one is uh you know the 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 job of technology is i think to democratize mm. okay uh so when 35 mm cameras came in you know way back Uh, a lot of people got into photography just because it became more accessible okay. so everybody didn't have to lug big field cameras so now similarly like you know with uh it on your mobile i mean there are lots more people who are taking pictures okay so who's the guy who's losing out the guy who's losing out for instance if you talk to the guys at the gateway of india mm. the guys who take tourist photos you should hear them they tell you oh you know there are lots of people how it has affected their business mm. okay uh of course it has also affected our business say as as professional photographers because i think 
it has sort of devalued the skill to some extent hmm. okay so i think clients kind of are a little more a little cocky when they talk you know this completely ridiculous way hmm. now having said all of this i mean also the point is that you know which i often keep telling you know having this discussion with friends which is so you say you stay in a certain neighborhood okay and you have a a great cake shop okay and in your housing colony your mother your sister your neighbors a lot of ladies have bought say a home oven mm. okay does the baker kind of start saying oh my god mera to business chopat ho gaya mm. i don't think he kind of thinks that because i think partly he is telling himself that no no i think i have a certain skill set okay mm-hmm. uh and i have to trust my skill set now sure my mother bakes a cake and i will say no no mummy it's damn good my dad will say no 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 it's really nice but my mother is not going to be baking every day hmm. the bake the neighborhood bakers the guy who's going to be baking every day right now sure it might so happen that my mother's decides ki okay chalo i will bake on a whim he probably has lost one customer thoda bahut but he hasn't lost the neighborhood is what i'm trying to say hmm. you know so so i don't know so to me very often uh i think the fear is a little over the top mm-hmm. okay uh i still have to go out and produce the picture okay wo aapke hath mein mobile ho ya kuch bhi ho i will still if you come to me i will still have to go out and produce the picture Hmm. it's of course it's become a little difficult i mean let's not fool ourselves about it hmm. no i what like has the, i the think the changed cons- sorry one hmm. one more i think what has changed is that i think everybody has an opinion on photography hmm. okay meaning you know my 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 sister could show me a picture and say are wo isme kya kharab hai i think that's a stupid sort of statement hmm. you know because hmm. everybody thinks just because they have been empowered that they can do it well i don't think and i think that kind of changes things because like for instance a lot of editors mm. in in publications uh are now beginning i think the whole economy of the way the photography thing is working that has changed and i think so people are beginning to say like say a lot of websites they say oh i'm not going to be hiring a photographer but i'll send the reporter out with a iphone jaake aap shoot kar lo now what it is doing is the audience is getting used to a lousy photograph mm. to me that is an inarticulate archive that mm. is being created correct you that's know? what i was and i think about. that's the problem you know to me that's in the long run that's the problem mm. you know so so i think that's a little dispiriting i mean because you know 50 years later what's the archive that you have i mean of unskilled people going out and doing random pictures you know which is going to be telling you what this world is world was i mean and i think that's a bit of a tragedy i mean you know so i think that's a problem i mean mm-hmm. apart from it i mean you know technology is meant to kind of shake things up yeah. it has shaken things up before 
unfortunately it's shaking it up now what can we do <laughs> yeah it's disrupting in different ways it's yeah, as old, yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's 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 a yeah technology is uh, <laughs> it has yin and yang yeah um okay to just to conclude uh, i was reading this book uh, it's 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 not like a read one book uh, one time read book uh, you just keep going over and over again it says what is art and 100 other questions and it had a beautiful uh, question in that so the the author i i don't remember the author but maybe i'll connect in the show notes uh, the author uh, on the left hand side he asks one question uh, and he gives a short answer and a long answer so uh, uh, on the left hand side he is art uh, why do everybody has opinion on art and the uh, right hand side uh, sorry sorry who decides uh, mm. uh, your art is good who decides your art is good right. and on the right hand side the short answer is uh, i think glend lowry and he says uh, the long answer is uh, he's the director at moma <laughs> so that's it it's it's very subjective you can't yeah, really totally uh, totally, totally. Uh, really yeah, yeah, put yeah. a finger and then this yeah. is an authority to say that this right. is good or not right Right. Yeah. But of course, I mean, you know, there will be, I mean, there is something to be said about an educated and an informed opinion, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, so otherwise I could say, oh, my brother is the greatest photographer there ever is, you mm-hmm. know. I don't think it makes any sense, you know. Because, even if you are, uh, yeah, I mean, even if you are the curator of MoMA. <laughs> I mean, then maybe I might be willing to pay a little attention, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not otherwise, right? Sure, I mean, sure. not beyond that, yeah. you know, so... So I think that's all that it means. They will have you caught my attention for a while. Yeah, you know. So cool. I think this is a good note to end this. Uh, thank you. Thank it was you wonderful so talking to you and thank like you. lot of learnings, lot of <laughs> thank insights. Thank you. I may so. have rambled on a bit. No, no, it's uh, complete. But I'm sure you're used to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, and people have to follow you. Uh, what's the best way? Uh, well uh are you looking facebook, for interns are you looking for well, anything you know uh, i i was looking for somebody to help me on a project to complete a project rather but but i think i may be right now not looking for somebody but you know otherwise look me up on facebook look me up on instagram mm-hmm. you know i i refuse to be on twitter mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> so uh so facebook instagram that's the best way to be in touch cool. yeah and uh, from there i mean we can be on touch an email phone yeah. whatever I mean, sure. yeah so all right thank you thank you so much And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan.com. Till then, bye.